What happens to the Nashville Predators if Philip Forsberg doesn't come back? David Boyle said he had a plan B and a plan C. What are those plans? And who could be some of the people Nashville go after if Forsberg doesn't come back? Interesting topic up for debate today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Lockdown Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, everybody. Sorry for not having an episode yesterday. Uh, we both felt terrible. And as you can <laughs> tell by the sound of my voice and appearance, uh, still not feeling 100%. It's Yeah, it's been a whole thing. It's been a whole thing these last 24 hours, but we're bouncing back yeah, slowly. Kind of, kind of in a week. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, today's show is uh, one that I'm sure is going to grab a lot of attention. It is all about... What happens if Philip Forsberg doesn't come back? Now, we've talked a lot about what happens if he does come back. Will he come back? We've covered that angle. But let's just say for, you know, devil's advocate's sake, Philip Forsberg goes to test free agency. He signs somewhere else. Then the question becomes, what do the Predators do? And, and that's kind of a topic because I'm sure a lot of people would just say, well, that should be the impetus to rebuild. But mm -hmm. you, we heard David Poyle in his year-end press conference last week where he basically said, no, no matter what happens with Forsberg, we're not rebuilding. In fact, we may reload. Like, we are going for this. Um, so kind of an interesting debate. Yeah, this is just, I feel like we have to have a content warning on this episode that it's just going to be really dark because <laughs> if Philip Forsberg doesn't come back, we do have to think about what happens next. And that is an unpleasant topic. And I will say, Poyle's press conference, that was one of the things that he said that surprised me the most because I really feel like the assumption has been if you lose a piece like Philip Forsberg, that is a tear it all down. That is a start from the bottom and build up. You're looking at, you know, five years of investing to get the Predators back in contention. And that's not at all how David Poyle sees it. So he has to have been looking and he's opened and said there's a plan A, which is signed Philip Forsberg. There is a plan B. There's a plan C all the way through. And I think, OK, he's, you know, he's considered the fact that even though everybody wants Forsberg back, it may not happen. And Poyle seems to think that he can make some moves that will keep the Predators in contention in the near future, and it won't be this whole tear it down thing. I think that was one of the most surprising things he said in that press conference, because to me, if you lose Philip Forsberg, that's a lot to replace. You know, you're going to have to do some serious dancing and some serious work to replace that. But when you look at what's available and you look at the different ways that he could do it, I mean, maybe Poyle can pull a rabbit out of his hat if if Philip Forsberg doesn't sign. Yeah, it's to me, it kind of makes me think, does Poyle know something about mm -hmm. somebody out there? 
um, either on the market or available via trade. Um, because, you know, you kind of have the flashback to 2019 when P.K. Subban got traded and then a week later, Matt Duchesne signed in the dotted line. And then, you know, it kind of came out and I was like, oh, this was kind of something that yes. was going to happen for quite some time. So does that make me think that maybe Poyle knows something about someone out there or multiple people out there? Mm -hmm. Either is somebody available via trade that you think you can going to go get? Maybe somebody you didn't really want to pull the trigger on at the deadline because you weren't sure where you were. Um, or is there a free agent that in the past has kind of expressed interest in coming to Nashville? Um, and we're going to talk about a couple of potential free agents there, but it does kind of give you the vibe of maybe he thinks that if Forsberg goes, he has somebody lined up already, um, which is going to be like a very interesting debate because as you mentioned, <coughs> this losing Forsberg is losing, you know, a big part of your team. Mm -hmm. It kind of goes, yeah. it kind of goes hand in hand with bringing in some of these free agents because it's like, you know, if you're a marquee free agent, are you going to want to play on a team that doesn't have Philip Forsberg? He's a huge selling point for the Nashville Predators. If you look at his performance, especially this season, but just consistently, Philip Forsberg is a huge part of what the Predators do, how the Predators produce. He's just a huge part of this team. So if Forsberg is gone, what are you advertising? And how are well, you bringing I mean, you still got Roman Yossi. I mean, that's not nothing. And Matt Duchesne, I think, you know, timing-wise, having Matt Duchesne have a year as good as Philip Forsberg or a little better in goals, um, that helps David Poyle because, you know, you still you do still have some things to say, hey, we do have components of a competitive team here. We've got Matt Duchesne if we lose Philip Forsberg. And I think you're right. It is David Poyle's job to have a good idea of what a viable plan B would be. And I like the Subban Duchesne trade is a perfect example of that. He knows if A happens, then B. And I think, you know, Forsberg, of course, is in the same position. So they're they're going to have to figure out what happens, but we all have to be prepared for what plan B is. And there are, as much as it would suck to lose Philip Forsberg, there are some options out there that while our hearts might be broken, competitively speaking, there's, you know, there are some options out there. And let's talk about that a little bit, because let's say plan B is going out and taking a swing at a big free agent. Yes. Um, in terms of forwards, if you're kind of looking at like tiers, mm -hmm. um, tier A to me, there's four forwards on there who would probably be like the tier A. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's Johnny Gaudreau, Philip Forsberg, mm -hmm. uh, Evander Kane, mm -mm. And, and Nazem Kadri. Right. Those are those are probably like the four like going to be, you know, nine million a year plus kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Um, There's a limited pool of actually replacing Philip Forsberg. But if you're going to, you're looking at that. That's the small pool that you can draw from. That that would be like a one person, you know, replace kind right. of Right. Yeah. How do you feel about those options? <laughs> 
Well, I mean, let's let's look at it from this way. So let's kind of break down one by one and see, you know, what if there is somebody there that A is a fit, B would want to come to Nashville. Yeah. Um, you know, I look at Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau obviously would be not only, I think, a replacement for Philip Forsberg, mm. but probably an upgrade for Philip Forsberg. Um, to be perfectly frank. Yeah. Um, but he's also probably going to get, you know, the type of these, you know, he and Artemi Panarin are, have been by far the two best free agents mm -hmm. uh, to hit the market over the past, you know, you know, six, seven years. Um, so Gaudreau could probably make about $11 million a year plus. Mm -hmm. So a, if you're the Predators, are you going to want to spend that much on a guy, even though, yeah, he's worth it? B, if you're Johnny Gaudreau and this is kind of your one shot, there might be a better team out there than Nashville that may be a little bit closer to the cup uh, yes. that would also be willing to give you that money. And let's also not forget, there's a good chance he still re-signs in Calgary. Despite, well, and I think... Despite this series kind of looking like a train wreck. Oh, gosh, bless. You wonder, though, if Poyle is willing to pay $11 million for somebody like Goudreau I, and Forsberg doesn't sign, it makes me think that Forsberg opts to leave. Because if you're going to drop $11 million, I think most people here would say drop it on Philip Forsberg. Yeah, I mean, you that's know, probably the... It'll be interesting. Spend, uh, keep your yeah. guy. Keep your guy. and But if they can't... Do they go all in on somebody like Johnny Gaudreau? And that is one I would say kind words to Forsberg in Swedish about. But Johnny Gaudreau would be a really interesting piece for Nashville. But I agree with you. Is he going to be willing to come to a team that no matter how you look at it, this team is going to be at least two years at least from probably being – deep in the playoffs competitive is that really where he's going to want to be sure you know no no i now i heard you kind of tip your answer to this but you know another person who is doing very well in the playoffs we have to mention it i mean that's a point no but but here but here's the thing in <laughs> remember uh during you know his whole sort of off ice drama and he was down in the minors at times this year one of the teams that went to scout him was the Nashville Predators, reportedly. Yes, and they'll have to answer for that at some juncture. Look, I am all about putting together the best team that can compete on the ice to an extent. There is a point at which there are some players where their on-ice production is not going to, no matter how great it is, it is not going to overshadow off-ice issues. And this is somebody who, and I'm all about redemption stories, but this is not somebody who I have seen um, do the work. You sure. know, and, and I'm not trying to judge, but I'm just saying as just as a Nashville Predators fan, as a fan of hockey, that is not somebody that I would want to see on the roster. Just full disclosure. And and again, statistically, he is having a phenomenal, phenomenal playoff run. Oh, um, one of the best players in the NHL, I think, this postseason. Yes. You know, and, and there's no denying that. But I just don't feel like. 
I, I just don't feel like it's okay to put that on John Hines to make sure he manages David Poyle to manage. And I also think one of the things the Predators have going for them that is so key to keep and maintain is team chemistry. And so you're going to have to be really careful who you bring in. This is one that I just personally, no, like don't, no, no. I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, that's just a, I mean, yeah. I mean, as, as a, that's kind of the million dollar debate we see, not just in hockey or in sports, but kind of, you know, in, in any sort of entertainment field. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can you separate the art from the artist? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, would you be okay with Vander Kane if he can guarantee you 50 goals um, and, you know, 100 points a season and help you to some of your best years? despite the background that he brings to your team. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer that question for anybody because mm-hmm. I think everybody has their own um, answer to that and their own rationale as to why they're answering the way they're answering. So I'm not going to, you know, put words in anybody's mouth or belittle anybody's feelings because everybody is going to have a different take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, could he help Nashville? Definitely. I think so. Although you have to ask yourself whether um, his sort of revival this year is just the fact that he's playing alongside, you know, arguably the two players in the NHL right now. Yes. Um, And if you look at his assists in the playoffs, that's where they're coming from. Yeah. And see, I mean, if you watch him play, he is playing very well. Is just I think the question becomes, are you willing to bet that he's going to have that same sort of impact playing next to Matt Duchesne as he did Connor McDavid? Right. Um, and the answer might be a little bit different. Now, Roman Yossi's back there. Roman Yossi, we know, is a great playmaker who can unlock, you know, mm-hmm. sort of an extra dimension for a lot of forwards he's on the ice with. So maybe that's a selling point. But <clears throat> yeah, the, to me, that's that's a bit of an X factor. Um, yes. One, you know, obviously Kane is going to get a big contract from somebody this and year. And bless him. Yeah, just I, I just think it's got to be the right situation. And I'm not sure if Nashville is the right situation. No, I this is just personally, I I would pass on that. And, and I think there are other options. And we've talked about this before, and we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. But you can replace Philip Forsberg you know, by aggregate. And I would rather go that route than the risk reward balance of a player with kind of the history in the background, like Evander Kane. That's just my opinion. Yeah. So if the Predators do bring in somebody by aggregate, uh, who are some of the people they can bring in could potentially see more than one person come in. Also, does David Poyle swing for the fences and try to find a big trade this off season? An interesting uh, topic that's coming up in just a second. But first, <clears throat> want to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. They got something coming out called Brownie Batter Puffs. Now, we've told you about puffs before. They are a protein-infused marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. They've had t- fantastic flavors like cinnamon churro, birthday cake, all that kind of good jazz. But Brownie Batter, to me, 
is a whole different tier of sweet, sweet goodness. Because honestly, Anne, who doesn't love brownies? Uh, we all love brownie batter. We all remember licking it out of the bowl when our moms made it as a kid. Uh, and I'm sure your children quite yes. enjoy licking the uh, the spatulas and whatnot whenever yep. you're in the kitchen. Uh, so yeah, Built Bar took that concept and made it into one of their Built Bar Puffs. Yep, it is a basically a protein bar that tastes like a treat. Like we said, all Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, but brownie batter puffs are only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar. So it's the perfect pick-me-up for any single day. They're also made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of other health benefits. So the brownie batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you're eating a protein bar. No need to pinch yourself. This is real life. So go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs now. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, so we're talking about options uh, if Phil Forsberg does not come back to the Nashville Predators next season. Uh, that is, you know, kind of the doomsday scenario. And Dark thoughts. Yeah, so we talked about maybe replacing him with one guy, you know, replacing Forsberg with a big-name free agent. Um, you know, that's, that is an option. Another option is trade, and. Yeah, this uh, this would be a very this would have to be done really well, I think, to make it feel worth it. But again, David Poyle can David Poyle. So who are the people that you think maybe you could bring in via trade that would help balance out the loss of somebody like Philip Forsberg? Well, again, are you swinging for the fences here? Because if so, mm -hmm. then there are a couple of people on the block. Mm -hmm. You know, one of those guys uh, that seems, and I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been traded yet, was JT Miller in Vancouver. Now, yeah. uh, you know, re reportedly the reason he wasn't traded at the deadline was because the asking price from Vancouver was way too high. Remember, they almost made the playoffs. So close. They, they came from a yeah. literally, you know, came roaring back, was one of the best teams in the NHL by the end of the year. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But Vancouver right now is an absolute cap hell. JT Miller is coming off a phenomenal season. Um, and so he is going to get a big haul for, um, you know, for, for Vancouver when they do decide to move them. Um, so worth it. Do you think you swing well, for the fence for someone like that? Well, that's the thing is, do you feel like you have pieces where you can go out and make that move? Um, because I'm going to say it's probably going to require um, some combination of a young player who's ready to play mm -hmm. right now a blue yeah. chip prospect uh at least one first round pick maybe two um you know and maybe you know one or two other sort of fringe pieces maybe um you know vancouver throws in sort of like a depth player to kind of balance that out 
So if you're Nashville, it comes down to this. Like, how committed are you to winning right now? Is David, you know, we've heard David Boyle say he's confident in this core. He thinks this core can win. So how confident are you that this core can win? Because if you are, then maybe that price is worth it. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, you don't need the two first round picks because they're going to be, you think they're going to be in the, in the twenties, the next two, mm-hmm. um, you know, but that's, I'm sure David Poyle maybe has a different opinion on that than we do as people watching kind of the direction. True. Of this now. Well, and he always points out, you know, he knows a little bit more than we do, which is, of course, true. He's not going to tip his hand too, too much, you know, to media or fans right away. I hesitate on something like that because, you know, the Predators, I just don't know that I think that they are a year or two away from a, a true Stanley Cup contender. I mean... You really have to be confident in that. You have to be very confident in that to make a deal like that where you're giving away top, you know, first round picks. You're giving away a a potential, you know, three years from now, a potential fit for the Nashville Predators lineup where you could have a top six guy, you know, in developing. I don't know. That one makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because I'm not 100% sure that that's where the Predators are. But I will say when you listen to David Poyle talk, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where he is. So I could see him doing something like this, but it, for me personally, that, I don't, I don't know that it's time to go all in, like with a trade and giving up that. Well, it's we don't think it's time, but <laughs> it sounds like David Poyle is still kind of leaning that way. I mean, he kind of said he's going to kind of reload if Forsberg doesn't resign. Um, you know, and if if your plan to replace Forsberg is just promote some people on the roster and see what happens. Well, that's then, not gonna work. Yeah, then that's not gonna work. And at that point you might as well rebuild. Um, yeah. So if you're swinging from the fences, you know, is somebody like JT Miller out there? Another guy that's kind of been mentioned is, you know, we heard him a little bit at the trade deadline was Matt Kachuk, who right yes. now is having a pretty solid postseason for the Calgary Flames. Um, I, you know, I, I think what happens with his future kind of hinges on what happens with mm-hmm. Johnny Grow. You know, right. Johnny Grow goes to free agency, signs someplace else then not only does Calgary have a little bit more cap space, but they kind of have a little bit more urgency uh, to give Kachuk what he wants. Plus he's a restricted free agent. So they, you know, kind of have control over. Yes. Over what happens. Yeah. Wouldn't he be in like when I, and he is a little bit and I, you know, love him today. He's a little bit of a punk. Would he not be fun with Ryan Johansson? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like I sit and look at that and I'm like, that's a lot of spice that you could put together and irritate some people. Yeah. But I agree with you. I don't, I don't know. Kind of an interesting game to play against. (laughs) I mean, I just, it's just fun to think. I mean, that one's a little bit fun to think about because it would absolutely, they would chafe some players, the two of them together. But you know, I, and again, you come back to where does David, like, where does David Poyle think this team is? And can he, you know, if you bring in somebody like Matthew Kachuk, 
that's not the same as bringing in a Johnny Gaudreau. Is a Matthew Kachuk and a few other little pieces enough to push Nashville over the edge and be as competitive as Poyle indicates he thinks this team is? I don't, you know what? I don't Kachuk know. Would. You don't think Kachuk would? It, I think he would be a huge piece, but I think the pre I don't think he's it. Like you bring in Johnny Gaudreau and you I do mean, a little tweaking, and well, then that's Kachuk's one. That's a one hundred point player, though, and so is Gaudreau. Yeah, yeah. I just don't necessarily think they're they're. I don't think they're the exact same tier. I'm not saying that, uh, like Matthew Kachuk, like seriously, just the fun in me would would love that but i think you're gonna have to david poyle's going to have to plan for some other um he is going to have to count on for instance players like luke cunnan having way different seasons yeah you know like you're gonna that's a lot of trust that's a lot of trust that's a lot of trust including you know for somebody like Ellie Tolvin where you clearly didn't trust him down the stretch right you know so part of this is does he you know can we are they going to trade those two can't or are they going to get rid of those two are we you know you've got to have a little bit I don't know I just feel like you need a little bit maybe a little bit more I don't know well, you know, there's there's other trade pieces out there that maybe aren't that big sort of, you know, step in and replace Philip Forsberg as an individual mm-hmm. um, type of player. You know, there's guys like out there like Jake DeBrusque. Mm-hmm. Um, True. You know, Brock Besser is another uh, Vancouver Canuck that might be on the market. Um, you know, a couple of guys who, yeah, are nowhere as close to the level that even Philip Forsberg is on right now. Right. But, you know, if maybe that's one piece and then you sign another piece of free agency and then all of a sudden you're closer to kind of building something on an aggregate and maybe give the Predators a little bit more depth, too. Yeah. And I also think for as much as, you know, when we think about this team losing Philip Forsberg, you think we've got to replace Philip Forsberg, but you also, as you're thinking about moving pieces, you have to remember that there are some defensive things that this team has to address if they're going to be competitive too. And so you kind of have to leave money and all of that in the back of your mind, because replacing Philip Forsberg, however you do it is going to cost but you also have to – you still have some other things that you're you're going to have to spend some money on. And, you know, it may be fiscally the best way to do it is to do it kind of by aggregate and, and well, fill in some pieces. Well, what do you fix on defense? Because I, your, your six is kind of locked up right now unless Borvietsky sort of becomes seventh defenseman. I mean, you have, you know, Yossi Fabro, right. Carrier, and then you have Jeremy Lazan, who the Predators clearly value. They love, here. yeah. So, I mean, if you're if you're going to make a move on defense, what do you do there? Or do you look and say, you know what, maybe it's not necessarily the defenders who are to blame for some of those defensive absences. Maybe it's team defense System. and you yeah. need to do something there. Um, because I can tell you there was a lot of forwards – on the Nashville Predators last season who weren't good defensively in their own zone that kind of complicated some of those problems. Yeah. And I look at somebody like Jeremy Lazan and he was a long term acquisition. Poyle's been very clear about that. This is somebody we see with, with this franchise for a while. And I agree with that. And I really like what we saw out of him, but I'm not sure that next year, 
is going to be his big year. You know, this is, you know, you have to wonder how far out are you going to have him get to where you need him to be? And I agree with you just defensively, the predators across the board, whoever is on the ice has to do better, but I don't know. I just feel like defensively this team has to address some things and the third defensive pairing has been a, a trick all season. It has not been an easy, I mean, at the beginning of the season, Boro and Benning was great. You know, they were one of the best defensive pairings in the league. And then just the wheels have came, you know, kind of came off the bus. So, you know, there's, we've got some areas and, and you can't, it can't all be about Philip Forsberg. I mean, it mainly needs to be about that whole and, you know, what you do with that, but you got to kind of have, you got to be able to bank some things for other holes. Yeah. And there's options out there. There's definitely some options out there. Um, so at least I'm talking about in terms of defense. Right. Um, I don't see Chris Letang going there, but I mean, you, you have somebody <laughs> like Josh Manson in Colorado. Yeah. Of yes. good death from them, although I'm sure he's going to get paid. Uh, Nikita Zadorov, Ian Cole, you know, there's a couple of these guys that would be good, you know, sort of add some, you know, add some glue. Yes. There's, you know, second, third pair. Um, so there's options out there. Uh, let's talk about replacing Philip Forsberg in aggregate. Mm-hmm. Um, who are, you know, sort of to me, the next tier, Nazem Kadri, who had 87 yeah. points this year. Um, that was his career best season. And I Kadri, I think is a, a good player, but I don't think we're expecting him to ever sort of have the kind of statistical year he's had as he's had yes. this year. And, um, doesn't seem like he'll be back in Colorado just because of their cap situation. Although never say never. Um, who else, and who else in that kind of free agency list could you see maybe coming in and sort of being a, uh, you know, lead by aggregate sort of. Yeah. Player? Well, at the trade deadline, you were all about Phil Kessel, but I don't see that being, a move, which makes me very sad. Uh, but you mentioned Colorado, and I'm thinking that Colorado is going to be a great place to shop when you look at what they have this year right now. And this is it. Like they're they're going to be putting some folks out there, and they've got some folks that are kind of interesting. If you're looking at combining like Burakovsky, uh, Nichu- I can't say him, Valerie Nachuska. Thank you. I can't say his name, but like those are two guys where I'm like, I would, I would look at that. Uh, Niederreiter is out there. Yeah. You know, that's somebody that maybe uh, on uh, Palat maybe would be out there. He's a little bit older, bless his heart, but um, I mean, he's younger than me. Let's take it easy. <laughs> look, they're all young to me, but in hockey years, you know how they have the whole hockey years thing so but i think looking at colorado there's a couple guys there that would be a would be kind of interesting to look at um you know there are there are some good 
you know, UFAs out there where if you could get one or two of them for the price of a Philip Forsberg, you could get some bang for your buck. So those are some that I would be interested in looking at. But again, you have to wonder with Colorado, is it those players or is it the, the what they've created? Right. And, yeah. and what they're doing now, is that going to translate somewhere else? But yeah. I would look there. I mean, I would... I would head to Denver with my checkbook. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Burakovsky is, is certainly an interesting one. And of course he has uh, some cup experience with the Washington capitals, uh, mm-hmm. which is something Nashville didn't have last year. No players on that team have ever won a Stanley Isn't that cup. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, he is certainly an interesting one. Vincent Trocheck in Carolina is another mm-hmm. interesting one, although it, it kind of sounds like he may be, uh, you know, the Canes may have the ability to bring him back with a little bit of a raise. Um, there's definitely some players out there. And again, maybe the move is getting two or three guys who kind of add up to, you know, $10 million a year, um, you know, who aren't going to score, you know, 40 goals in a season, but can be reliable depth scoring. And bring and, that to Nashville because remember, that was exactly what David Poyle said in his press conference last week. That was sort of the their Achilles heel that disappeared was their top line did everything and nobody sort of beyond them, you know, kind of stepped up. Exactly. That's exactly why I think this may be the route that is best for the Nashville Predators, because even if you on that second line don't have somebody who's going to be a 40 goal scorer, you get somebody in there who's scoring 20 goals, 25 goals. And if they can get some things going with whether it's Ryan Johansson or Mikhail Granlin, you could really have much more of a one two punch. And that's something that this team absolutely has to have, whether you replace Philip Forsberg with, you know, a top tier guy, whether Philip Forsberg resigns, they have to address that. And it may be the best way to do it by bringing in a couple of guys in place of Philip Forsberg and sort of spreading some offensive wealth a little bit better. Um, And, and, you know, I don't want to see Philip Forsberg go, but if he goes, I think this is the route that would make the most sense for Nashville moving forward instead of dropping the money on one big guy. Unless it's Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain players that would be, you could justify spending. Yes. Yeah. Um, one last bonus question. If Philip Forsberg goes, mm. who do you think he signs with? I, this, I don't, I haven't really, I've, I'm really trying not to think about it because there's a part of me that is, is, you know, numbers, analytics, statistics, a large part of me is a heart hockey person. Um, but I see Philip Forsberg looking for somewhere that is a very close cup contender where he would be um, kind of the cherry on top to get them there. I don't see him going with a team in the same position that Nashville is in. I really feel like if Philip Forsberg makes the decision to leave Nashville and go after the money. He is going to go after the money and a cup. I don't see, you know, he's going to go with somebody who is very close. I don't know who that is because I'm just not interested. (laughs) I'm just not interested. There are some things we shall not talk about. I don't know. Where do you think he goes? Do you have an, do you have some guesses where you're I, I don't know up? because there's there is a lot of top teams out there that are so close to the cap. Mm-hmm. 
um, that yes. you don't really see how they could sort of make it work. Uh, right. The Rangers theoretically, you know, have some pieces that they can kind of move around. Um, you also maybe look at a team that is sort of on the fringe and kind of moving some stuff around. You know, we're, we're looking at it from the other way. If, if the Calgary Flames lose Johnny Gaudreau, could Philip Forsberg be Johnny Gaudreau's replacement? Could yeah. it be the other way around just, to what we were just talking about? I could uh, see that. Yeah. And then the other option is maybe there's an up and coming team on there that you kind of want to hit your bet on. Uh, you know, the New York Islanders sort of got destroyed by injuries this season. But remember, they had made two straight Eastern Conference finals up until this point. Uh, the Red Wings have a absolute crap ton of cap space and, you know, and some, some great youth. Yeah. Great youth, um, including a lot of guys from Forsberg's native Sweden. Is mm-hmm. that a potential fit? Is that somebody that kind of is the next step of their rebuild? Um, so it's very, very intriguing to see <laughs> what they are going to do. I hate the thought of that. I hate everything that you just said. <laughs> Uh, luckily to to ease the full circle moment fear in fans mind uh minnesota is in cap hell so i don't think that is going. can you even imagine i i'll be honest i would laugh i would laugh a little bit i that i just i just can't imagine that one i can't get my mind around you know i mean if rem pitlick wasn't one thing then Philip Forsberg, like I can only take so much. <laughs> yeah, you could you couldn't deny it wouldn't be a little bit funny. I yeah, not funny in like the somebody fell down the stairs kind of funny, maybe, yeah. but not. <laughs> it's collectively us. Yeah, yeah, not good. How about if we just you know let's just get Philip Forsberg resigned? There's an idea. There we go. That'll that'll solve uh, everything. World peace, right there. World peace, right there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that is a very interesting discussion, and that's something we're going to have to keep our mind on um, as we get a little bit deeper into the off season. Until then, Anne, where can find people find your work online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com, and you can find me on Twitter at Anne K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. Be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore predators on Twitter. And if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know who you think the Predators should go after this offseason if Phil Forsberg does not come back. Even if he does come back, let us know who else you would like to see the Predators bring in. That's going to do it for us here today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Ann and I are going to go get some much-needed rest and try to be a little bit uh, less congested for Wednesday's show. (laughs) We'll see you then, guys. Take care.